executive directors and those that were part of making that happen. That was awesome. Hey, it is Christmas time. Ever since um, Black Friday, the season has begun. It's been about gifts and shopping and festivities. And, you know, Christmas wouldn't be the same without gifts, right? Sometimes you almost know what to expect. You know, the usual box of candy, the toiletries kit. How many get a toiletries kit every year at Christmas? Come on, guys. You know, like a little shaving kit or something like that. And then, um, or how about a wallet? A brand new wallet or, or purse, socks, underwear, you know, those usual gifts. But then there's, there's those Christmases where you get that extra special gadget that you've always wanted. How about a brand new smartwatch, Apple MacBook computer, or um, a mirrorless camera? How many have a mirrorless camera or DSLR on their Christmas wish list? Wouldn't that be awesome? Sometimes you even get an even more special gift, like a hand-drawn portrait from someone close to you. I remember a few Christmases ago, my cousin totally surprised my grandma and grandpa. He pencil sketched a portrait of them, and it was beautiful and awesome, and he had it framed and everything, and brought instant tears to their eyes. It's the largest and nicest wrapped gifts under the tree that get the most attention, especially from the children. Because it's the big ones, you know, they seem to promise more than the little ones that are just kind of small and wrapped kind of generically. But it's rare that any gift gets left open, unopened, at Christmas. However, every Christmas, just like we just saw in the video, there remains one gift that people do leave unopened. It's the greatest of all gifts. The gift of God's love wrapped up in His Son, Jesus Christ. I want us this morning to real briefly take a look at the nature of this gift and how people have treated it over the years. Recently, I did a Google search of Luxurious Gifts 2018. I just typed into Google the search bar, Luxurious Gifts 2018, and up at the top of the list came Neiman Marcus. How many have ever heard of Neiman Marcus before? It's the luxury gift store, the department store that has all those great, beautiful items. And on their wish list for 2018 was some very imaginative gifts. There were quite a number of rather expensive and luxurious gifts on that list. And one gift was a his and hers luxurious backyard clubhouse Retreat. Doesn't that look awesome? His and hers. The cost was only a mere $250,000 each. There was a surprise. It would be um, built custom, it would be made custom made according to your specifications within a certain degree. And then at the end, of construction, there was a surprise reveal. And then, by the way, they would donate a portion of the gift price to charity. <laughs> Second item on that list was a 7.1 million Neiman Marcus 74-foot Serenity Solar Yacht outfitted with more than 1,100 square feet of solar panels. 
Isn't that awesome? 7.1 million. This last one I think a lot of the kids would like, especially for those ones with an incredible sweet tooth. There was this accustomed candy bar, not candy bar, but candy like bar, plus one million pieces of sugar fina candy delivered for up to three years and they would install a custom candy bar in your home where you could serve the candy from with one million pieces of candy. How many of you kids would love something like that? Yeah, I thought so. And that only cost $325,000. So you could say, Mom, Dad, skip the secluded backyard clubhouse. You know, I'd rather opt for the candy bar installed in the home. But there's no doubt that each of the gifts on Neiman Marcus's wish, wish, uh, wish list are luxurious and ex- expensive, but God's gift, the greatest gift of all, the gift of his son for you and I is the most luxurious and expensive of them all because it costs God the Father his son. The Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But as this verse reminds us, a person must receive Jesus. How do we do that? We receive Jesus by believing that he came for us, that he died on the cross for us, and we confess our sin to the Lord, and we receive him as Lord and Savior of our life. The problem is that every Christmas, people leave this incredible gift left unopened and ignored. It's kind of like what the Bible says in John 1.11. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Did you hear that this morning? He came for you. He came for you. This is your gift. But you must turn from your sin Believe on him as Lord and Savior and follow him, or the gift is left unopened. See, some gifts have a time limit. Have you ever received a gift card, put it away in your purse or wallet or in a drawer somewhere, and forgot about it until you found it that day and you looked and it was expired? Any hands? It happens to us all the time. Man, that, that coupon, that gift card, whatever it is with the expiration date, you find it and it's too late. According to statistics, over one billion in gift cards go unused every year. Isn't that crazy? One billion dollars in gift cards go unused each year. Last Christmas, I purchased a Walmart gift card for my grandpa. Had it sent to him. And they sent me back an email saying that it had been sent and it was delivered at his house. And I thought, great, that's awesome. I couldn't be there at Christmas to give it to him personally. I wanted him to have it because Walmart was right up the street. It was one of his favorite places to go to get all of his staples and do all of his clothes shopping and all that. And so I just trusted that it was delivered, it was in his hands, and he was going to be able to use it. This past fall, my grandfather passed away, and ironically, 
just in this last week, because Christmas is coming up, it's been one year since I sent the last gift card, I received an email saying that my grandpa never activated or redeemed the gift card. A lost or unredeemed gift is useless to the recipient if they never activate, redeem, or open it. Many people have done the same thing with Jesus. The gift of salvation and deliverance from sin has already been given, but many have not received it yet. Some people do this for the following reasons. Some think that their lives are too busy to give God any attention or time. Others are just too proud to acknowledge him. Some live comfortably and they don't feel that they have a need for God. And some simply just love their sin more. I was just with my um, father-in-law and we were sitting down for dinner celebrating Christmas in Minnesota last weekend. And we were talking about um, his birthday was just this past March and he said, Lance, guess how old I am? And I said, 80-something. And he said, 84, I'm one of the last ones left in my family. Many of my brothers have already went on before me. And you could just tell that he was being with family. He was just thinking about finishing well and his life. And he was sharing a bunch of stories with me. But he brought up one story of his brother who passed away within the last couple years. He said, my brother Eldon was lying on his deathbed. And he leaned over to his wife and he said, call Harold and have him come over. And my father-in-law came over to the house where he was spending his last days in hospice care. And he said, Harold, come down, sit. My father-in-law sat by him and he said, tell me about this Jesus that you've told me about throughout, the, throughout my lifetime. Could you tell me about him one more time? So my father-in-law sat there and he shared the gift of salvation, this gift that I'm talking about this morning. And Harold said, would you like to receive the gift? And Eldon said, yes. And he reached out his hand and they held hands and they prayed. And my father-in-law led his brother to the Lord. See, the problem was he could have enjoyed that gift his entire life, but he waited till the end. It was a good thing that it was, wasn't too late. And it's not too late. See, the problem, like I shared in regards to my grandpa and what I shared about Eldon is that death comes quickly. We're not promised another minute or hour. The Bible says that this life is but a breath, like, or a sigh. And you think about that, I think, when you get older and you, or maybe perhaps you thought about that this morning. Remember just a minute ago, Vicki leaned over and said, man, look at Lydia and how tall she is. You know, it just goes by that fast. And the, and the toddlers that you saw like that are now like that and now like this. The same thing with life. Many people put off the gift of salvation. Many people put off opening their hearts to receive this wonderful gift. See, losing a gift card is one thing, but losing your soul is quite another. Before those of you this morning who have not received this gift, 
the gift is still available. You have the greatest Christmas of your life. You can have the greatest Christmas of your life by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. The thing, the thing about this gift is that it lasts forever. Have you ever thought about all the Christmas gifts that you received throughout your lifetime? I remember one Christmas, my mom and dad got me one of those more expensive gifts, the one that was at the top of my wish list, a four-wheeler. The problem was I lived in a city, and not just that, I lived in a three-bedroom apartment on the third floor of an apartment complex. Because <laughs> they loved me, they got me the four-wheeler. Good thing that there was a church next door to the apartment complex in which I grew up that had a large parking lot and that my mom and dad had a good relationship with the pastor. So every night I would put on my white helmet after school, I would jump on that four-wheeler and I would go round and round that parking lot, because I couldn't leave, <laughs> round and round that parking lot until it got dark out. My mom and dad came out on the patio and said, Lance, bring it back and put it in the shed. And I would drive it back, put it in the shed, and do the same thing every day. And I was thinking about that. I wonder where that four-wheeler is now. It's probably rusted or been parted out or sitting in a garbage dump somewhere. Then I thought about the other gifts that I got maybe not so expensive, but they were played with quite often, and that was my transformer set. Here's a picture of some of the transformers from the 1980s. And then how many of you, if you were from the 80s or you had kids in the 80s, remembered the stomper trucks? My friend and I, Scott, we would take those apart, and we would modify them and, and um, do some custom builds and different things like that, and we had a great time with those stomper trucks. They're all gone now, too. You might be able to find one or two on eBay, but they're just faded memories of Christmases long past. However, one of the greatest gifts that I received was in my teen years. My cousin Alan called me up and said, Lance, there's this vacation Bible school happening at the church over on the northeast side of Rockford. He lived over on the southwest side, and he said, they have a bus that my mom told me that there's this bus that comes to Kmart, and he lived right close to Kmart, and it wasn't that far from my house either. And he said, there's a bus that picks up kids, and they're giving away this 36-inch candy bar for the person who brings the most friends. And they're also doing free transportation. If you can be at my house, we can walk over to Kmart, get on the bus, and if I win, I'll share a part of that candy bar with you. Now, this was back in the original Willy Wonka days, you know, so I'm thinking like golden ticket, huge, solid, 36-inch long, thick candy bar. And so I get on that bus with him, and... Um, I go night after night, and we're bringing our friends, and we're all excited about it. But one particular night, beyond the candy bar, I was sitting there, just like you are, listening to someone just like me share about this gift of salvation. And something touched home. I had a Bible. My grandmother gave me a Bible that had a picture of a shepherd and some 
little kids on the front cover. And I remember that Bible was like precious to me. Put it up on my bedside table and I would open it and try to understand it. And the words are kind of over my head and I would just close it back up and set it there. But it meant a lot because it came from my grandma and it was the Bible. But this man was talking about the Bible and it was real. He was speaking my language. He was speaking in terms that I could understand as a child. And at the end, he said, do you want to receive this gift that God gave through his son? This gift is for you. And I raised my hand. And he said, for all those who raise their hands, I want you to come forward. And we have some individuals that would like to pray for you. And I remember praying with an older couple to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior at around the age of 11. How many know that that gift, that valuable gift has increased in value year after year after year? That gift has lasted longer than that four-wheeler, those transformer sets and stomper trucks. Another great gift was that Bible. That Bible became more real to me. And I would read it more. My mom and dad would share stories with me. My grandparents would make sure I went to church and I learned more and more about that Bible. The Bible says that thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's the word of God that has been invested in me, that I've read, that I've memorized, that I've heard preached, that has become even more valuable to me over the years. By the way, that 36-inch candy bar was just a yardstick with 36 one-foot-long Hershey candy bars taped to it. <laughs> there's this old gospel chorus that I learned as a kid and sang when I was younger that reads this every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before every day with Jesus I love him more and more Jesus saves and keeps me and he's the one I'm waiting for every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before And the words of that song are so true. A relationship with Jesus gets sweeter and sweeter as the years go by. God's word, it never grows old. Do you know why? Because it's a book about Jesus, God's love, heaven, salvation, all of his promises and blessings for us. And the one thing that has lasted all these years since my early teen years is Jesus, his salvation, his word, his blessings, his promises, his peace, and his presence in my life. I was just sitting in my front room. I remember 10 years ago, coming, a little over 10 years ago, coming to Madison. It was just a dream. A dream of planning a church that didn't happen the way that we had thought. But God had somewhat, so much more in mind. And I won't go into all that. I'll share that at some other time. And some of you already know our story. But I was sitting and thinking, we came with nothing but debt. Nothing but debt. We worked hard. 
for 10 years, owning a business, raising our kids, being mom and dad, being a lot of different things, wearing a lot of different hats. And I was sitting in, in our front room and I looked up at our stair stel- stairway to the second floor and the kids' lights were on, the light and the ceiling and the fan was spinning. And I was brought back to the moment about a year ago when we first walked in and was looking at purchasing a new house and just reminiscing of the goodness of God. It was, we walked into this house and we thought, there's no way we could afford this. I remember Lisa feeling guilty that, you know, this could even be our house. And God made a way and he blessed us with it. And, it, and more than the house, it just reflected to me the goodness of God. And it just made my mind continue to go about all the blessings and all the promises and how God has kept his word in our lives. And so friends, as real as I can be this morning, you're missing out if you have not opened this gift yet. Not only the gift of salvation, not only the gift of his word, but the gift of a church family. I remember my my dad said there's no way our house needs to be painted, our house needs to, to have a new roof, and there's no way that I could go out and do this, and there's no way that I could hire someone professionally to do it. And he just mentioned it at a men's group meeting, and all the men in his men's group showed up and said, you tell you what, you buy the materials and we'll make sure your house is painted and your roof is roofed. And all my mom and dad did was feed them that day. But the love of God extended through that church family was a huge blessing to my parents. What a gift. What a gift. What a Christmas gift. What is it on your Christmas wish list this year? I'm not talking about the one that you shared with family or friends or the one that you created and you have on Amazon. Talking about the hidden, the one that's hidden deep within your heart, the one that you haven't shared with anyone. What is on that list this Christmas? Hope? It's here. The joy you've lost? It's here. Freedom from fear and anxiety, it's here. A second chance, a wish that you could start over and make different decisions, it's here. A life that will have meaning and purpose, it's here. It's all here in a relationship with Jesus. It's all here in his word. It's all here in this church family who loves you, and wants to do life with you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Will you receive this gift this Christmas? If you could stand with me. In just a moment, we're going to celebrate and we're going to give gifts to all the children. But I want to give you an opportunity this morning to receive God's gift. Let's bow your heads together. Father, we thank you for this gift of salvation, Lord.
this gift, Lord, that you gave through your son. It's a personalized gift. It's a gift given to each one of us, Lord. You've created each one of us in our uniqueness and our unique personalities and behaviors and looks and styles. Lord, you love us all the same. And we carry within us, Lord, part of your DNA. We're made in your image. And because of that, Lord, there's something that's missing in us. when we have ignored you or left you out of our lives. And we try to fill that with something, Lord. And we realize this morning that there's nothing that can fill that emptiness, that void, except for relationship with you. So Lord, I pray this morning that not one person here, if they have not received that gift, would let another Christmas go by without saying, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I confess my sins. I confess that without you, I'm nothing, that I'm lost. And I receive you as Lord and Savior. Be the leader of my life. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if if you're here this morning, you haven't opened up the gift of Christmas, God's Son, God who became flesh, flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, then you're doing life alone and you don't have to. He wants to do life with you. This church family wants to do life with you. If you want to open this gift this morning or rededicate your life to the Lord this morning, I want you to raise your hand with all sincerity. And I want to pray with you today. Anyone else? Anyone else? Let's pray together. Father, let's pray. Father, thank you for this gift of salvation, this gift given just for me. I receive this gift and I confess my sin and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Father, be the leader of my life because I can't do life alone. I receive you today as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.